Let us be seated. Hallelujah. My passage this morning will be taken from the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 1.4. He has chosen us. He has chosen us. You didn't choose yourself. Because when he chooses you, he imparts unto you his very essence. So that when he speaks, you hear. I'll come to that later. But right now, I want to go to the book of Genesis. Genesis 12, verse 1. I'm going to take a part of that particular verse. And the Lord said unto Abraham, that's what I'm taking here for the meantime, and the Lord said to Abraham, what is the Lord saying to each and every one of us now that I hear? When the Lord calls you, what do you do? Before the calling of Abraham, he has just lost his father, Terah. He wasn't a young man. He's, he was old. His, his wife was old. He had a lot of shortcomings, but the Lord called him at that old age. It's never too late for each and every one of us to be called of the Lord. But when he calls you, do you give excuses? Abraham never gave excuses. I've not left my topic for the day, but I'm just introducing Abraham because this is the, whole, the principles of God. And Apostle Paul said that if, you, the, if the principle is the same, hold on to it, you'll get the same result. When he calls you, he equips you. As soon as he called Abraham, he said, get out of your country. Get, off, get out of your people. Obey my instructions. He's going to equip you. He's not going to let you go and answer his calling without him equipping you. without giving you the strength, without giving you everything you need. Because at this time, once you believe in him, every other thing will flow from him, not from you anymore. Because with your flesh, you can't do much. He's taking you to a place you have not known. Look up to him, follow him. Follow his instructions, you will not go wrong. Because he is the almighty God. He says, I'll go before you. I'll clear the ways for you. I'll remove obstacles. I'll be an enemy to your enemy. I'll be a friend to your friend. I will not leave you without a guidance because I have called you. I'm using this platform to introduce uh, what, our, what we have today. This is an outreach Sunday. 
some of us may be struggling to go the way of the Lord, to have the instructions of the Lord obeyed. But our patriarch Abraham never wavered. Each time the God called him, the Bible said he would, he would get up early. He wasn't thinking about his strength. He said, where is, where is, he wouldn't say that, where is the Lord taking me to? This is wilderness. Where he's asking me to go to somewhere. But immediately the Lord revealed the sevenfold uh, blessings on him. He said, okay, Abraham, listen to me. I'm going to make you great. I'll make of you a great nation, number one. I will bless you, number two. I'll make you, your name great, and you will, you will be a blessing. I'll bless them that bless you, and I'll curse them that curse you. And in you will all nations of the world be blessed. My brothers and sisters, when the Lord calls you and listen, and you give your life to Christ, he begins to take care of you and your situations. And everything that he has called Abraham, every blessing of Abraham will still be yours because we always say the Abraham blessings are mine. These sevenfold blessings of Abraham will always be for you. Because he said that those things we are written for are examples unto whom the end of the earth has come. Then we are practicalized in the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he, when he went to the synagogue at Matthew 4, 12, he read the book from Isaiah 61, the scripture. He said, today it is fulfilled in your presence. He was anointed to open eyes to bind the brokenhearted, to bring people onto his own kingdom. So when he calls you, he gives you everything you need to fulfill that calling. But it might be a struggle because it's going to come against what you know, it's going to come against your flesh. It's going to come against your line of enjoyment. It's going to come against everything you know of. It's going to come against everything that your flesh craves. But remember, it is the calling of God. And it will lead you to eternal life. The calling of God, if you're obedient to the word of God, leads you to eternal life. Because everything we have here is temporary. They will soon be gone. Your life, the way it is here, will soon be gone. But where are we going to spend eternity? The Bible said when you hear the word of God, hearken into him. Because it's the word of truth. That is the gateway to eternal life in Christ Jesus. Abraham obeyed the Lord. He multiplied him. He made sure that he took care of Abraham. 
And what he said, in you will all nations of the world be blessed. We are all partakers of the blessings of Abraham today because he obeyed. And the same way, when you are called of the Lord, when you leave your comfort zone, Abraham would have said, how am I going to leave my countrymen? He said, leave your household. Your household is where you have your comfort. He said, leave fellowship with your kinsmen. When you give your life to Christ Jesus, I'm speaking today because today is an outreach Sunday, and we'll have some guests here. When you leave the comfort of your household, when you are called, those are the things that you are going to leave. They are not comfortable leaving them. But by leaving them and obeying the word of God, you are setting up eternal life for yourself and for your generations to come. Because he said, I will bless them that bless you, and in you will all nations be blessed. When you hearken unto the voice of the Lord, say, come to me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Pastor talked a lot about rest in the Lord. But when you give your life to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you set up yourself for eternal blessing. That even after you have gone, your generation will continue to be blessed. That's a better option than being disobedient. So for the sake of our offsprings, for the sake of our generations yet unborn, we must embrace Christ as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, no matter what situations. I remember our parents, my dad. My dad said, I endured a lot because of few people. But he didn't live to see all his achievements. But today, I know he's going to be with the Lord. When he looks up from heaven and he sees what we have achieved, he will say, thank you, God. And I would I'll, I'll like that to happen to each and every one of us. You may not have biological children, but when you give your life to Christ, you become fruitful, and then you lead others to Christ. Those have become your spiritual children. So let not be selfish. I don't have a child. Why would I bother myself? I know, I know I will give my life to Christ. But when you give your life to Christ, be fruitful. Don't consume it in your own loss and your own deceit. Let your life so shine so that men will see the, the Lord Jesus Christ and glorify him through you. So that you'll be an episode that should be seen and read of men unto good works. And you embrace the principles of the Bible. The scripture will be your guide. Because the Bible says it's an inspiration. 
of God. And it is profitable. It's good for instructions. It's for good for reproof. It's good for instruction in good work so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped unto all good works. You cannot function effectively after you have received the Lord Jesus Christ and you do not study the Bible. Study to show yourself a proof, a workman. That's what the Bible says. It's not always you come here, you sit around, you listen to the reward that comes from our apostle, and you go home. How many lives have you impacted? Because you don't know who you speak with, and the person gives the same word to others. They begin to accrue from generation. You may have. Now I'm moving to Texas. I may have spoken to people about Christ Jesus. They may have multiplied. Like I lost a pastor. It was a two-month-old baby that brought me to this church. Two-month-old baby. Subsequently, I've brought a, some other people. They have had the word of God. And we keep increasing. And they keep impacting others. Abraham believed God. He became righteous before God. And every one of us that believe will become righteous before God. Because he no longer imputes our sin. Abraham had a lot of shortcomings. We all know. I'm not talking about that now. But because of his belief, God reckoned to him as righteous. That same God, his principles have never changed. When you obey him, you become righteous. So that you are not justified. You can't be accused. Now you walk in on that line. So long as we keep focusing on the principles of God, we will not go wrong. And my prayer says I will not go wrong in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Knowing the Lord is a time of refreshing. Because the God you know is not a stale God, so it's fresh all the time. He impacts his freshness upon you. It's not boring. Because he has been there from eternity. He says he has chosen us. Now let me go back. Test. He says he has chosen us before the foundation of the world that we may be blameless before him. Some people have been chosen, but they frustrate the grace of God that he has given to them. If you choose us, walk in that obedience. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So what was written from the time of Abraham, the Bible said that they were written for us. It said, well, for whatsoever that we are written, at four times we are written for our learning, and through patience, 
and true comfort of the scriptures. True patience and true comfort of the scriptures. You must receive your comfort from the scriptures. You go to the scriptures, you might be chastised because it's going to come against some of the things you believe. But be comforted because that's a soft landing for you. The Lord Jesus Christ said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I will give you rest for your soul. Above all, we want rest for our souls, right? We don't want our souls to be tormented. That's when you have rest for your soul, you will be able to stay within the instructions of the Lord. Because you allow the fullness of the Holy Spirit to navigate you and to bring about God's ways and principles to be made manifest in everything you do. Because you have rest. Say, be still and know that I'm the Lord. If your soul is in turbulence and in turmoil, you will not have peace. So those things that were written before time, they were written for us. And the first book, the book of First Corinthians 10, 11, said those things that happened to them as examples are written down as our own warning. Those are warning for us unto whom the fulfillment of the ages have come. After our generations have gone, nothing again will be written because the Bible is the final authority. Christ is not coming again to send his spirit to write things. No. They were written for us. So those were examples. But in our own time, they are more in the spirit, in our spirit realm than physical. Because we are now having our instructions through the instrumentality of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said that those that worship Christ now must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the idea of looking at the desert, the time of Abraham, those exploits. No, we have greater things now in Christ, but they are in the spirit. That is why you have to approach them by faith through belief. They are there. But if you walk in obedience, just like Abraham walked, he stumbled along the line, but he got his fulfillment. When the Lord said, I will make of you a great nation, you would have thought, great nation, man, I'm 80-something years. My wife is close to 80. What great nation you are talking about, Lord? But he believed. So I'm going to be a blessing to you. He would have said, Lord, I'm a wanderer. We were idol worshippers. I've, I've left all of the Kaidias. That was my root. That was the land of my nativity. My dad is dead. My mom, is, they're all dead. What else? I've been wandering all over the whole place. But he believed God and he moved. 
He had trials and tribulations. He stumbled. But he always believed the Lord. And Abraham was a humble man. Those are the, the qualities the Lord requires of each and every one of us. If you are able to exhibit such qualities, he will make sure, he will guide you to the fact that your, gener your generation will be continuous. It will not be like what he did to the Amalek, that he wiped them because of their wickedness. So when you receive the word of God, do not harden your heart. If you harden your heart, you lose your eternal life. His ways are easy. His principles, his precepts are easy. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. So those things that we are written, they were written for us. Now they are being manifested in the spirit by the instrumentation of the Holy Spirit that the Lord had given to us. Remember that before you came to Christ, you were nobody. Our fathers worshipped dumb idols. But now we've been drawn near. That where they were, we were called not a people. All of a sudden we've moved as the children of God. That's a privilege when you worship the Lord. You are instantly moved from nothing to a child of the living God. You will be moved from absolute nothing. The Bible says we have no hope in this world. But because you say, Lord, I accept what you have said, boom, you are transferred immediately to the kingdom of his dear son. It gets better than that. He seals you up with his spirit. You become one with him. The Bible declares that he changes the life of a beggar. And instantly turns that same man who was a beggar a couple of minutes ago to stand and eat with kings and princes. That's what happens when you give your life to Christ. No matter what, how much you think you are or how rich you are. When you are out there and you have not given your life to Christ, you are not different from a beggar. Because you are worshipping dumb idols. You are on the side of Satan. And that leads to death. Satan has no interest in anything other than destruction. Because that is... He wants somebody to stay with him in hell. The Bible declares that his mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So now, why not walk away from destruction? Who wants to be destroyed anyway? I don't want to be destroyed, and I'm sure none of you here wants to be destroyed. That's, that's why we are here this morning, to fellowship with Jehovah and to receive of his goodness. 
Some of us are grappling with trying to come to grips with our salvation. But as the word goes forth, begin to have a change of heart. Because you gain everything when you serve the Lord. Even eternal life. And there is no other name under heaven by which a man be saved but the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. No other name given amongst men by which we can be saved but the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the door. He is the way. He is the truth and the life. There is no other that can save but him. No one that, no other that can deliver full lest. Others will take you halfway and abandon you because they don't know where they are going. They don't, they don't even have eyes. They are limited. But the Lord will serve Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He descended from heaven. And he knows where he's taking you to. Because he is part of that creation. Praise the name of the Lord. If you are struggling, ask the Holy Spirit to grant you the grace to see Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. Not your physical eyes now, because your physical eyes have limitations. But your spiritual eyes see beyond all those obstacles that you think that are going to hinder you. They see Christ seated on the throne. They see you seated with him in heavenly places. That's what he said. Today, as you are listening to this word, you still have that opportunity. You can still come to the Lord. You can still embrace the Lord. Our destiny is not in our hands. Age is not a factor to longevity. If God himself took his son at the age of 33, anybody can go here. But what manner of a person are you? What manner of a person are you? That's what we are going to ask ourselves. If you are hearing my voice and you are struggling with your salvation, at the end you can come so that the apostle will pray with you and you will be refreshed. The principles of God stand the same. You cannot cut corners. You must go through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You must give your life to him. So that he'll be able to appropriate that his goodness upon your life. So that you may be able to be counted in the book of life. There's a book of life, we all know that. That book of life is not a mundane life with physical life we are talking about here. 
that has expiration date. Apologies to our pastor. That one is written in heaven, and you are qualified to get in there if you walk according to the precepts of God, if you are obedient, if you give your life to Christ, if you surrender your life to Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to navigate your life. Because he sees all nooks and corners. He takes you through situations, through wilderness, through obstacles. He knows the workings of the kingdom. Because they are all part of the creation. The book of life, eternal life, eternity in Christ Jesus. It depends on you. It depends on you. The word is here, the word has been spoken. What about, how is your response to the word of God? Are you treating it as the word of God or as those things that people say? It is from the Bible. It's the book of life. It is written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. And when you read the Bible, it manifests God's grace. It's going to instruct you. It's going to chastise you. Because the Lord didn't see you before writing it. It was written before the foundation of the world. And he chose you too before the foundation of the world. That is why you're not, you're not here by, oh, let me just come. Even if you say you are not, let me just come. It's the Lord that brought you here. Everybody staying here is alive. If you don't have life, you can't come here and sit down. Jesus Christ is the author of life. The Bible declared that he is a life that gives light to each and every one of us here. Praise the name of the Lord. So that light is shining into your heart now. See Jesus Christ of Nazareth calling you to himself. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whosoever opens, I will come in and I will sup with him. I will have fellowship with him. He's still knocking. He's very patient. He's still knocking. He's very patient. Open that door and receive him so that he will sup with you. So that you begin to walk in his ways, not in your own ways. The Bible said it is not a man that walks to direct his path. You cannot walk and direct your own path. You will stumble. You are limited. The flesh is limited. But the spirit of God is unlimited. When you give your life to Christ, the spirit of God takes over. It navigates your life. Where others go and fail, you will succeed. Because he is the Lord, the one that is leading you, 
is the almighty God. Let us continue to have fellowship with him. Let us believe in him. Let us trust him. Let us surrender our lives to him. Let us have a new lease of life in Christ Jesus. It's a new lease of life. Let us continue to walk in his ways. They are not difficult. Because eventually, his ways lead to eternal life. You see, when I remember eternal life, I say glory be to Jesus. No matter what I pass through here, that's eternal life. He said that whether we live, we are of the Lord. Even if we die, we are of the Lord. Whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. He said for this reason that the, our Lord Jesus Christ died, rose up from the dead, and is ruling and reigning that he might be Lord, both of the living and the dead. So you, you encounter him. Even if you are stubborn, I'm not going to receive him. You will encounter him. Let that stone, when you encounter him on earth here, you, you, he's going to do certain things which run against what you know. It's going to hurt a little bit. But if you allow that stone to land on you at the time of judgment, you'll be crushed to the smithereens. He is the Lord both of the living and the dead. You are going to encounter him whether you like it or not. When you do encounter him at the end of the age, you are going to see a different God altogether. He's coming, his eyes are red, his heart swords, flaming swords. He's not coming as a lamb. He's not coming as the man that will be knocking on your door. No. He's coming to execute judgment. Is coming to execute judgment, and the judgment of God, no one can stand. As Satan, Satan is already cringing. He believes in God, but he trembles because he knows his days are coming. But glory be to God, we believe in him too, and we're excited because in him we'll have eternal life. Hallelujah. In our Lord Jesus Christ, we have eternal life. Life after now. This body will decay. It's like you get home now, you take off this jacket and throw it somewhere. It's going to go. We're going to be clothed with a glorious body. At the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's going to be glorious. Praise the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm about to conclude because I know I have time limit. Unless if you ask me to continue, I can continue. My brothers and sisters, I thank you. I have spoken the word of God. My joy is that you will accept it as the word of truth that is able to deliver and to save life. 
So as you are hearing, if you are struggling with your salvation, we all do struggle with our salvation from time to time. My people say that it is not easy. That is why we get prepared. That's my native language. It's not easy. That's why we get prepared all the time. It's not easy. But the Lord, if you hand over everything to him, you're already prepared for eternal life. At the end of the service, if you feel that you want to rededicate your life or you have not given your life to Christ, come to the altar. The pastor will pray with you and your life will be transformed. Glory be to God Almighty.